This podcast is presented by Rabbi Parrots Muchkin, speaking for the millennial generation. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Rabbi Parrots podcast. We have been talking about joy as a status, that natural joy that flows within you, and how important it is to cultivate that and to allow that to come through in your life. But what do you do with all the difficulties and challenges and obstructions that happen when it comes to trying to uncover the status of joy? Today, I want to present the concept of joy as a strategy and make the enemy guilt, doubt, and cynicism. They say the bite of a snake doesn't kill, its poison does. The analogy, I think, is pretty good for here. The, the, the bite of the snake represents the bad things that happen to us or the bad things that we do or the negativity and the cynicism, the guilt, the doubt, all those external elements that fall upon us. And in order to deal with that, you have to realize that those acts in and of itself, you can totally overcome. In fact, the Jewish way is to exonerate almost every single type of thing that happens. We say there's a second chance, a third chance, forgiveness, benevolence, kindness, compassion, etc. The thing is that it's the poison that kills. It's the doubt that comes with these things. The when I do something wrong is me saying, that's who I am. I'm, I'm a schmuck. Or when somebody does something to me, I go right after them and saying they're negative and they're bad. In order to really overcome our issues and in order to really uncover the flow, we need to have something to combat all of these things that happen every day, all the negative things that come our way and fall upon us every day. And the strategy is joy. And what that means is you actually behave in a matter of joy. That's how you deal with conflict. That's how you deal with life. You find joy. Now, this is not just a ha-ha elaborate joy and happiness. This is a deep joy within, seeing the ability to get past things and seeing the ability to deal with life. Make it your strategy. I asked a few friends Online, I said, what, how would you, I asked on Instagram, how would you deal with making joy as your, as your strategy to deal with life? And some people gave some really nice response. Case, for example, said, I create happiness through, through the good moments, and I try to be with loved ones, and I try to serve. And that extroverted pronounce, uh, personality, I'm sure, serves you really well, Kate, so I appreciate that. And uh, my friend Men Mendel Simons, he gave a nice example. He said, we don't marry for love, we marry with love. In other words, we deal with each thing with joy. That's the strategy we use. We do it with the, the joy that flows within us. So we bring it out within us in every situation. My sister, Ray, uh, who uh, responded with something very beautiful, she said, I do agree. It's definitely more strategy than goal. You want to be happy now and not in the future. So thank you, Ray. Uh, this idea, I think, really goes back to the beginning of the Hasidic movement. The Baal Shem Tov came out with his manifesto of, of changing the world and bringing light to the world through Jewish values in the year 1736, and his strategy was joy. The Jewish people were in a very depressive state. There was an extreme, extreme amount of guilt and shame associated with being Jewish and keeping its laws. There was a tremendous amount of status, sadness, and it was really a struggling time for the Jewish people. They had just finished maybe the worst eras of all time. Google Tach Vitat, okay? Google uh, Spanish Inquisition. We're talking about incredible upheavals in the Jewish world, all over the Jewish world. It was hundreds and hundreds of years of just calamity after calamity. 
So you could imagine the Jewish people had very little hope and very little interest in being Jewish, and it was just a very difficult time for them. The Baal Shem Tov strategy of reviving the Jewish spirit and dealing with all the tzoros, all the challenges, was joy. He made it as a strategy. It's really absolutely phenomenal to think about it this way, that his main idea was in order to make Judaism flow, in order to make it work, in order for us to keep our identity, the only way of dealing with that is to be happy. And he said it in a, in a really, I think, relatable and beautiful way when he spoke about joy. He spoke about it in very clear terms that this is exactly what he's after. He's that he's after that everything needs to happen in an incredible way, and in an incredible way can, things can only happen when a person is happy and when a person is really, really connected to that flow of joy that runs within them. So he said that in order to, to make this happen, you need to start seeing the beauty within the ugliness. You need to start seeing the spark of light behind all darkness. You have to see the creator's uh, acute and curated intent for your personal circumstances in order to deal with disturbing situations. You need to learn how to celebrate all parts of life. And that is at the essence of Jewish philosophy that every single thing in this world is not devoid of, this, of its creator. In this world, there is creator and creation. There is no Satan in charge. There's no demons. There's nothing there to hold you back. It is only yourself and being able to be happy. The Baal Shem Tov went as far as saying is that demons or negativity, all these things are made up concepts to get you off your road of success, to stop you from truly manifesting your individual impact to make on this world. Joy is the way to do it. So I'm incredibly excited and pumped up to talk about this concept of joy as a strat strategy with my good friend over here. When I was 19 and finishing a year in Israel, I decided that I had to be a counselor in camp in Montreal because it's like a bucket list thing. I got to be a counselor and see how it works. So I only end up being one year a counselor in my life. It wasn't it wasn't for me, I guess, long term. Was that term. lucky and fortunate? But in that one year. I had such a good crew. Uh, it included uh, the now-renowned Mayor Kay, who's in Venice visiting us and hanging out. How you doing, Mayor? What's up? What's up, Rabbi P? Oh, dude, yeah. That's... Dude, I remember you being a super happy guy then, but when I'm seeing you sharing your happiness with the world, the way you do it today, it really, it really made, warms my heart. It's a Thank special you. thing. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, listen, growing up, um, I, I was fortunate enough to have a, a fantastic family, good parents, good vibes. Growing about it, I mean, I also grew up in Connecticut, so I didn't have like that hustle bustle New York. We had lawns, we had, you know, we knew at a small family, we knew each other's names. It wasn't like, you know, 12 kids to a family. It was three siblings, thank God. Um, so conducive for for happiness, for for positivity, always a good vibe. And yeah, having you as a counselor, Chaim Pearl as well, fond memories of that summer. Wow, that's like, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been, it's a, been minute. a minute. And here I am, yeah, I'm traveling Venice Beach. I'm doing a road trip with my sister. She just turned 18 years old. Uh, shout out to Hannah K. Three Y's at the end. And we were strong in Venice Beach. I'm like, wait a second. I know you're here. So we came by. We saw this beautiful, fantastic corner-sized building. Looked like a church. Turned to a synagogue. You're telling me is, uh, it's, it's been, it's been a lot of things. A lot of things. And now it's your, it's your spot. Well, the spot is about bringing joy to the people. You don't mm. really need a place as much as you need to be the right type of person in today's day and age. True. But the space does allow you to have roots. And part of life is to create roots. You know, yes. the Jewish analogy of a tree, it has to grow in two directions for it to be healthy. Mm. So the idea of us really having roots has a lot to do with us having the confidence to go out there and do our mission. I got it. So That's beautiful. I feel you. Um, so I want to ask you like this. This month, we've been doing all about Adar and joy and giving people some practical, relevant 
mm. Jewish-inspired themes to use. Now, I just mentioned the concept that we really want to do joy as a strategy. We started off the, this series as joy as a status, letting it be your status. But now we're upgrading it to joy as a strategy that you actually wake up in the morning. and are like, what's my strategy today? It's going to be happy. That's how I'm going to get through all the things that happen my way. Now, you're one of the first YouTube videos I saw of you was you high-fiving people in the street. Yeah. And when yeah. I saw that video, I was like, that's a strategy, right? Because like, essentially you're like, this is how I'm going to get through my day. I'm going to share my joy with everyone who comes my way all the time. Yes. So tell me how you got that, how, how you yeah. got that going. You know, it's what I find as well what, uh, is, is, I mean, a, a beautiful example was the high-five. It wasn't, it's in, as sort of, sort of like with the film, right? You, you know the high-five starts in LA, right? High-five, what's that? Uh, started in LA. Is it? You know, it's a oh. cool, everything cool. Every, okay, all right. Well, okay, okay. As an East Coast sort of guy, I may have to, you know, go up against the West Coast. I mean, High Five New York, classic example of not just thinking about happiness, not just, you know, meta, you know, philosophical talking about happiness around the table, but actually going out and taking action. You know, what I've been finding and what I've been practicing in my daily life to keep happy, to stay positive, is not just talking about it, not just going to my therapist, not just going to my friends and talking about if I bring him around the table, but anything like any, after any good if I bring in, any time is to say, hey, okay, What's the plan of action? What's that chlata? What are we actually doing tomorrow to implement all these concepts that we're talking about? So with High Five in New York, I was walking in the street with my buddy, buddy Ellie. I just came back from backpacking around, New York, around the world. And I was like, wow, look at these guys sticking out their hands and they want to high five. And he's like, yo, mayor, they don't, they don't want to high five. They want to get a cab. I'm like, no, 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 man. That's a high five waiting to be happening. He's left okay. hanging. The world is leaving him hanging and we got to do something about it. And I was like, listen, Ellie, I'm going to go out. I'm going to give him a high five. He's like, man, that high five, may, you know, that hand may stand into a fist and may go across your face. It's in New York City. No one does that. <laughs> and um, long story short, I went over to the gentleman, high fived him, ran around the corner, huffing and puffing. My friend Ellie caught up to me. He's like, Mayor, that was awesome. He smiled. People around, people around who saw us smiled. And, um, and it's really ripple effect into this beautiful, joyful act that took off to be High Five New York. And from that, it gave me the confidence and the know-how to realize, like, it's one thing to be able to express joy within, but when joy is shared, it's doubled. You know, like, as the eighth-day saying goes, one is just one, but together we're number one. Together, we could do incredible things. So you're saying your strategy is simply to, obviously, to be happy, but more importantly, start bringing happiness to others, and then it starts really flowing from there. 100%. Not only that, even if I'm not in such a great mood, and those days happen, yes, ladies and gentlemen, those days, I force myself. I've already, I'm, I'm already built myself a routine, so even when I don't feel good, my body is already doing certain actions so to get me into the flow. So if I know I have like, you know, five things lined up, I like to do, you know, say hot Pilates, I like to go running, I like to go call my two or two, three friends. I have to be very specific actions. So I know, and I practice those on a daily when I'm feeling good. So when I don't feel good, automatically my body is already going to those actions and that get me into a good mood. So it's taking the physical steps to get myself into a positive, happy mood. I believe it, man. I wrote yesterday on Instagram, like, what is your strategy? And I think the best answer came from my sister. My sister married, has eight kids, and is actually currently going through uh, treatment for, uh, for, and hopefully she'll be well. Toba Reza Baslata should have Amen. a refuah shlema. So she tells me yesterday she was going in for radiation and she needed a boost. So what did she do? She walked around the room and went to each person. How you doing? What's going on? And shared some love and joy with them. And that in turn gave her an incredible boost to go through her own treatment. I'm blown away by my sister being able to do that. But meaning this idea starts from any level you're at. You really could be in the doldrums. But as soon as you start sharing with other people anything positive that comes to mind and joy, just it's 
It's, uh, oh, it just, just really hits you differently. Absolutely. Stepping into an Uber, Uber pool. I not in the greatest of moods. I'm like, you know, stressed out. Maybe perhaps to a meeting that I'm going to, my mind's not present. I just open up a conversation. Hello, how are you? And that already, that opens up him replying or her replying to me. And automatically I'm, I'm just drawn. I have to put myself into the present moment. So I'm not thinking about what may happen in the future. Why not? I'm here. I'm talking to this other human being. I'm sharing this experience in maybe five, maybe 10, maybe 15 minutes. But in those moments, we're sharing ideas. We're sharing stories. We're sharing laughter. We're sharing joy. And even perhaps even sharing perhaps something that he's going on and that he needs some advice with. But by stepping up for that person's life, the stranger's life, it puts me, it brings me and forces me to become the person that needs to be to lead him or her in that, in that specific, specific area. So we're, leading, we're literally leading on each other and through that, you know, as the saying goes, self is other. Well, I will tell you like this, uh, ladies and gents, this is the expert here on happiness because this is going on for several years now. We're just catching him a flash few minutes here. So one last question. Sure. Tell me what happens when not only you're not in the mood, but you bump into people who aren't in the mood. Mm. What do you really when you have to reach back and you yeah. really got to find some inspiration to really like bring it and renew it? Because it surely happens to you. And I bet you a lot of people listening, that's their default day. What would you advise them and what do you reach back to? Totally. So, I mean, there's nothing like hitting like a brick wall when like if you're if you're coming with enthusiasm and like strength and happiness and you go over to somebody, hey, what's going on? Like you leave, go for the high five and they sort of not just like they lead you for the high five and they sort of move their hand away and you fall flat on your face. So, I mean, that's definitely um, that that happens on the daily. And that and that's definitely, you know, the the idea of, you know, in life, the idea I made a video around the garbage can. Right. A lot, so throughout life, a lot of people may be garbage trucks and they dump their garbage on you. Mm. Um. And so pretty much, I mean, the way I look at it and just a few short bits is that just understanding that whatever that they may be going through, it doesn't turn on to me. I don't take it personally. You know, I am whole, perfect and complete. So if I'm approaching somebody and they ignore me or they say something, say even more than that, they say something that may offend me back. I literally separate what they're saying from them, A, so I don't say they're a bad person. They may have said something bad or something that may be hurtful, but they themselves is also pure perfect and complete they have a soul of god in them and god is perfect right god is in their whole so i it takes practice takes meditation it takes you no know, reminding of self however i really separate those two things and say okay what can i tackle right now this is a call for help this is a call for that what 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 is going through their life right now it brings out a certain compassion that has made them react in a certain way and i sort of put away my whatever joy i'm having and sort of try to internalize and, and listen if if the opportunity arises that i can say hey what's going on and so now, now, now life just got real. Life just got serious. And it could be very happy as well. But it, seriousness doesn't have to be unhappy. We got very real and serious. And I think that's real, real joy and real connection takes place. Yeah, it's pretty easy. You're at an amusement park. Oh, yeah, you're at a wedding and people are happy. Fantastic. But life happens between those moments. And how do we live through that is when we step up small talk and make a real talk. And so when we see somebody that's in pain, or we actually have to not only that, when they throw something at us, yeah, a teenage daughter screams at her dad, oh, I hate you. She doesn't really hate you. She doesn't know what hate really means. She's really saying it's a cry of help, Dad. I'm, I'm right now in pain. I'm right now in discomfort. Help me out. And so now it's our job, our responsibility as, as fellow human beings, fellow family members to step up in that scenario and say, hey, what's going on? How can I tackle this? And by doing so, in return, sort of in, this, in the way like your sister went out and reached out to people, even through her sickness, as she's going through it, to reach out to somebody, she in return felt incredible. And as I know from self, when I go out, help somebody else, it makes me feel amazing. Well, I, I think that's directly connected from you working on happiness as your status constantly. And that being your strategy, even when you're not in the mood, you realize I got to reach back to my strategy in order for this to really work out. So I appreciate that. 
I like to talk about the Messianic era because most people in the world, they-, they Oh, they, religious on me right I, now. I'll tell you, because <laughs> most people believe in zombie apocalypse more than they do believe in a utopian society. Yeah, yeah. So it's a worthy conversation. Otherwise, yeah, let's, right, right? Yeah. but I can sum up the whole conversation in literally what you said. It's imperfect people making a perfect impact. That's mm. the idea. And it obviously means you have within you the possibility to do something really unique and really special. And joy is the activative sauce for that. Amen. And this is why I started off today that it's the Hasidic heritage to be this way. So to me, I love that you're using your Hasidic heritage to really blow people's minds in ways that they may not see even from your source, but it's truly that that incredible consistency that allows that to happen. Absolutely. The engine that runs deep within me is, I mean, I'm grateful for the upbringing that I've had and the philosophies that were brought down to me. And only now in my later years, am I really truly appreciating the teachings that I learned in yeshiva during that time, I was in my own teen years coming from a very interesting state of being out of town or going to yeshiva. And also perhaps some, some of the teachers didn't have the way or the language for me to understand the concepts that were taught in these Hasidic teachings. Now with the ability of, to be able to choose what I want to learn and have the freedom to do so, going back to those basic teachings when I learned when I was 14, 15 years old, have really rekindled a new perspective and joy towards the learning, A, but B, the philosophies of which I've been brought up on. I'm like, wait a second, I just read the self-help book and now I'm reading this passage from Tanya and it's like, oh my God, not just does it talk about the same thing, but it even goes a layer deeper. Sweet. Incredible. <laughs> tell me more. So now tell me like this, what do you want from the tech community? That's generally my community. They work at YouTube. They work at uh, Google, Apple, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. Yeah. What do you need? Any, any tools? You use all these tools so fantastically. Yes. If you need anything, now's your time to put it out there to oh, the universe. Snapchat. <laughs> well, actually, I'm not on Snapchat anymore, but I love Snapchat. Uh, um, wow. I'm big, big Facebook, YouTube, Instagram guy. I would love to see the algorithms pushing a lot more positive content. I there know, I know, I know there's, you know, it's easy to throw out the, you know, the lifestyle stuff and the car stuff and the travel stuff, and it's all beautiful and fine. At the same time, what message are we influencing the people that are watching it? You know, when I post these messages and I'm not saying, hey, promote Mary Kay, which, hey, that'd be awesome. But, but at the same time, it's like when I do post like these positive, um, good news feel messages, people are thirsty for it. The comments below are like, oh my God, this is so good to see something real on social media. So. I would just say it'd be awesome to you know push the algorithms that are that are sharing positive great content you know of young tech people who are you know um, who are doing who are doing incredible things whether it's with the homeless or the environment or or um, or or just you know or public speakers motivational speakers whatever it may be something out there there's so much good news that are happening that we could highlight and put the spotlight on. Um, which will have the ripple effect uh, to inspire others. I to think do the so, main man. thing is people are ready for it. They're yeah. ready. They're ready to consume, you know, goodwill activities on a daily basis. You know, absolutely. So I love it. Absolutely. Wow, dude, man, what an incredible way! Thanks for coming in and uh, and giving us some of your love and yeah, giving us man. some of your Listen, joy. I thought I was coming in to get us a little <laughs> tour of the synagogue, and here we are, podcast station in the back room, right. sitting down I with just, you. It was just my birthday, and I committed this awesome year to every week putting out a podcast awesome. and making sure that I'm consistent with my life. And uh, I think the highest level of joy is consistency of joy, not just being happy when it's good to be happy, but regularly being Absolutely. happy. Absolutely. That's I was what just I'm after. Yes, I, I love that. Just because we're literally just listening to a podcast um, from Simon Siddick, and he was saying, what a lo what's love? Love is not that incredible just one-time experience or that the high intensity. It's the consistency. That that's what love, that's what actually makes a connection strong and great. So it's not just... Okay, those high, intense, beautiful, crazy, crazy moments on the beach or in Paris. No, it's the consistency showing up. The breakfast, the, hey, how are you? You had a great day. She had a bad day. You know, you put that aside. And you're like, hey, honey, what's going on? So same idea. 
the idea of consistency, that's where true, true strength comes from. People ask me all the time, Mayor, how do you grow, a, you know, talking about tech, how do you grow a following on social media? It doesn't matter, you know, find that voice, it's, it's important, but it doesn't matter how great and how beautiful your shot of footage may look like, it's the, it's the consistency day in, day out, putting in the work. That's where true progress takes place. So success, much success on this podcast. Thanks, buddy. And um, thanks, thanks for, for having me. What oh, an honor. It's amazing. Thanks for coming in. Check out Mayor K on just about every single platform. Mm. M-E-I-R-K-A-Y-M-E. Yes. I-R-K-A-Y. <laughs> Rock and roll, baby. <laughs> All right, man. Amazing. Let's go get take that tour of the show. Let's do it. <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you, Hanan at Paladin Studios. All right. Ali Adi, she's a party, then it's my